When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. I have to have a look at it, Mike. Um, you know, if there's opportunities, we'll have to have a look at it. I, I don't, I don't know. I, you know, everything's happened pretty quick. He has the best hockey face. He looks like Creed from The Office. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? You're right. <laughs> he looks exactly like Creed. Can you for, for the for the Mackie and Judd YouTube audience, you'll see the face there. But uh, can you play that one more time, Declan? Sure. Absolutely. I have to have a look at it, Mike. Um, you know, if there's opportunities, we'll have to have a look at it. I, I don't, I don't know. I, you know, everything's happened pretty quick. It looks like Dean Evison at some point in his life was just like taped to the boards and like was. had sixteen pucks just shot at like his chin. He's and got his the mouth area. He's got the scary stare though. Yep. Like, oh yeah, that's that, that stare could scare you. It scares me if he just like stopped on the street and said, "Hey, Phil," and then he just stared like that. I think you'd be like. Stop that! Stop that! Don't do that anymore. I don't like that. So, um, all right, we're gonna we're gonna clear the floor here for for Judd Zolgad because any anytime anytime we get either a text or an email from Judd, um, upset about something, in this case Zach Parisi last night at the end of that game, um, it's it's worth clearing the floor for. So I don't know why you can't just enjoy the season, but yeah, yeah why can't join join Kaprizov just. The Wild are two points out of first place in their new division. They, okay. could have, they could have been in first place, too. I'm incapable of enjoying things when others screw them up for me. How does that sound? So, go ahead. Okay, so, first of all, I have praised, and so has Dex, the Wild up and down, because they have made numerous changes that, by the way, we all called for. They've gotten rid of, well, I could go through the whole list, but I won't. But anyway, they, they cleared the locker room out. Because that's what was necessary. Doesn't matter if people as individuals were good guys or had talent. It was a bad locker room with selfish people who did what was best for them far too often, which costs the team. I feel like that's not, I mean, this is a side street real quick, but like, I feel like that's not something that gets talked about as much. If, if it kind of feels because it's hard to sort of quantify yeah. it, but there's always been kind of a weird vibe yes. that prevents them from maybe being as good as they could be the last eight years. Yes, but I think it was. It was obvious to those who were around the team that this was a problem. And Garen, who was a captain and won cups during his career, it doesn't take a lot if you played to look at that room and be like, okay, this don't work. All right. Mm -hmm. So you're now down to a few guys who were left from previous years. And that includes Zach Parisi, who, again, 
I think it's a good, a decent guy. Like I, this is not an attack on his character. The nice guy, but I love it. But, but <laughs> here's the problem. The problem is that he comes very much from the people that set the tone of looking after themselves first in that room. And last night, the wild, the wild four second period goals up four to two in Vegas. Now they're about to take first place, but. I don't really care about that. What I care about is they're about to beat a really good hockey team in what has been a fantastic game. Mm -hmm. And this is going to be impressive. Like, this is a good win. This is a win that you come in and talk about on your show and say, wow, this really proves something. Vegas scores to make it Mm 4-3. Okay, it happens. But what doesn't happen is what transpired at 19-18 of the third period. when. Former Wild winger Alex Tuck scored to tie the game. And now you're asking, why did he score to tie the game? How did he score to tie the game? What happened? I'll tell you what happened. The old Wild reared its ugly head in the person of Zach Parisi and the selfishness which has cost this franchise time and time again and the exact reason why that locker room was cleared out, okay? Here's the here's the shift. First of all, Parisi is now a third-line wing. He is akin to... A fourth starter in baseball. Don't be a hero. Just do your damn job, right? Like we don't you you're not the ace, and that's cool. We don't need you to try and blow guys away. What we need is a crafty gem from you today. And in this last shift that results in the uh game tying goal, Zach Parisi decides to extend his time on ice to a minute and thirty-three seconds late in a game at his age. That is an eternity, and that reeks of a guy who thinks he's still really good. So here's the maddening thing. Um, On the ice at that point are Sturm, Foligno, and Parisi. The Vegas goaltender is out. The puck comes out to the neutral zone. Foligno, so as he does, or as the puck comes out to the neutral zone, Sturm hustles off the ice, which he should do, Mm -hmm. and they change there. Then Felino gets the puck in the neutral zone and skates it into Vegas territory and basically gets it deep. And you know what he does? He pirouettes around. And by the way, he's got two goals, and he is a better player right now than Parisi. He pirouettes around and uses the remaining energy that he has from his shift to get his ass off the ice because he's tired because he knows that they need fresh legs. So what does Zach do? With an opportunity to do the exact same thing. Zach Parisi decides, I'm going to glide right back down that ice and I ain't going, I ain't going anywhere. Okay. So Vegas now comes into the wild zone and Pacioretty passes the puck to Mark Stone. It goes off Parisi's stick because he's too damn tired to break up the play. If you're not tired, you break up that, that play and you either score an empty net goal or you, at the very least, get the puck cleared and that series as far, or that entry as far as the Golden Knights are concerned ends. But he can't do it. So now the puck gets passed right in front and Parisi's basically standing there completely gassed now to Alex Tuck, who scores. A minute and 33 on the, this is exactly why these guys were traded. Like it is the poster child. And the, the last thing, Dean Evason, You've now been tested. What are you going to do? Because you basically allowed 
or had a mediocre player flaunt it in your face that he remains bigger than the team. Do you think Zach Parisi in that moment, like after the goal is scored, after he fails to break up the play and he's been on the ice for a minute and a half, which may not seem like a lot because other, but like in hockey it is like that, especially toward the end of a game, like that's, that can be an eternity. And if you're not, if you don't have young legs, um, it's less about like the wind and it's more about the legs, I would think at that point. But I also quit hockey when I was eight. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. But do you think Zach looks at that with self-awareness and thinks to himself, all right, I got a little, I got a little over my skis there. A little bit of a lack of. I'm not the, I'm not the same guy I was ten years ago. Maybe ten years ago I can extend my shift in that spot, but I, but that's a learning moment for me. Or do you think he's, or do you think he thinks, well, somebody else clearly made a mistake on that shift. Do you think he owns the mistake in his head? In his head, I don't know, and my guess is no. But when, when Felino, who right now is a better player than you, flies off the ice and you see it, and you decide, screw it. That's all. If I am, if I'm the wild, if I'm Garen, it's all I need to see to make my decision about what he did. What would your decision be? Like, what What would the accountability be here? That's, um, that's a tough one because they're down guys right now. Like, I would personally love to scratch them for Wow. The next game, wow. he's a third line winger. He's a yeah, third line winger, and he just yeah, caught. But he's and he just crazy. Ca- yeah, you know what? There are there are ramifications for actions that put your. I didn't clean this room up. I didn't go to all the work. I didn't trade Nina Ryder. I didn't trade Coyle. I didn't trade Granlund. I didn't trade Zucker? or I didn't let yeah Zucker fires goes away. I didn't let Koivu walk out the door. To have this happen to me, like this is, this is the problem. This has been, how many times, Phil, we've done this show for what, seven years, eight years now? How many times did we have this very discussion about selfishness, about putting yourself first, about assuming, well, I'm really good. So first of all, no, you're not. Second of all, you had a guy that you saw going to the bench. You could have done the exact same thing. So I guess my answer to your question is no, I don't. I think that he might say the right things to the coaching staff, but I do not think he understands that what he did was a purely selfish move that put himself above the team and is exactly what this team has worked its ass off to clean up. This this is it's why a guy like Stahl is gone too because he got here and he loved it and he basically said I'm going to retire here while I'm playing. I, I <laughs> while I'm playing. Yeah, but did you seriously? But, you you know, there. That's, that's I good. got the Dinah house. I built the rink for the kids. This is great. Oh, we won. Oh, we lost. Yeah, th- there there is a there is a little bit of a vibe like, oh, Minnesota, this is great. Like state of hockey. If everyone's everyone either played for the Gophers or went to high school here or went to Shattuck or whatever. Like, um, so like the, the it's like retirement. It's like retirement zone north, yes. right? Yeah. So I get that. But I think, all right, I, I don't disagree with you. I mean, scratching Zach Parisi is a whole nother level. And they're not going to do it. Yeah. I don't it, think they're going to do it either. It's not happening. But not th- happening. this is it's what the, I would do. This is probably about as difficult, you know, like, like aside from guys getting arrested or different things, like sure. in terms of locker room and team dynamics. And it's not just with the Wild and Parisi right now. I would think if you're a coach in any different, like when Kevin Garnett starts to go a little bit off the deep end and like, oh, we're going to have to scale his minutes back. That's an impossible conversation for Doc Rivers to have with Kevin Garnett. 
Remember that story about, and I'm not putting Garnett and Parisi on the same level, by the way. Mm-hmm. Garnett's one of the greatest of all time. Parisi's a really good player. Hall of very good player. Mm-hmm. But remember that story about KG being told by Doc Rivers during a Boston Celtics practice, like, dude, stop. Like, we need you to, you're resting, you're hurt. We're pulling you out of practice. And so he sat on the sidelines and, like, mirrored his replacement throughout the whole practice. And it was just an impossible situation for for Doc Rivers to manage. Um, apples to oranges here, but I would think that this is a really hard situation. If you think Preece's play has dropped off and he's, take, and he's making selfish moves in key situations with the division lead on the line— what do you do? Like benching him, like like Judd would just go in and he would scratch him. No, I'd scratch him for a game. But that could that don't think that like just because you and we think that man Preezy screwed up that the locker room would be okay with him benching Preezy. I don't think he necessarily lost the team by doing that. He might have gained points with the team by trying to grind out a shift. Right? No. If you if you pulled that, I'm <laughs> not, saying if you pulled that not room, this team, you wouldn't get a hundred percent. Anti Preezy, so you have to be careful about messing yeah, up the room. Yeah, suits dynamic. would be like, yeah, that was a Good great job, move. Man. But those, but those guys, those guys are still in um, the room, and those guys still run the show to some extent, don't they? The difference is, I think that's going away. If if not gone, in fact, I think guys are gone because of that. the The amount that they so the KG thing parallel is intriguing because in my mind, KG though was a guy who who young players absolutely idolized and loved. Some and hate, like some looked at him though, and he could be a jerk, but I think they respected it. The thing with Zach, I mean that that room for so long became to me such a selfish place mm-hmm. that the thing the thing with Zach is I I can't believe that the new guard looked at that and said, "Great move." I mean, Marcus Foligno, two goals, is having this great game. And that guy works his ass off. And if if anybody is going to try to extend a shift to help, it's him. Yeah. And he, Phil, he hightailed it off. Like he's like, I'm done. I am. I'm yeah. gas. I am. I am not exonerating Preezy. Yeah. I am not disagreeing with you. In that so I just don't. I see think. The, I just think you have to be a little careful about hitting sure? the, hitting the nuke button on one of the. Let's be honest. It's not a franchise with like ten retired jerseys, but he's on the Mount Rushmore of greatest players of all time with this franchise. Yeah. There are some kid gloves that need to be worn a little bit with this situation. That's all I'm saying. And you just said, I'm going to nuke it and put him on the bench. I'd scratch him for a game. I'd scratch him for a game. What would you do, Declan? Uh, I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't scratch him. I'd have a conversation with him. I'd have a con- one, of those, one of those classic hockey practice conversations where the, where the media takes a hilarious bird's eye view of a one-on-one talk by the bench. But there is something to be said about his game dropping off, I think. I mean, his, his shot. Attempts is around where he is the last few years, but he's not converting them, so there could be some unluckiness there. At the same time, his Corsi four percentage is forty one percent. And and for the for the not initiated yep. uh, initiated that is essentially puck possession. Correct. correct? Corsi four percentage is evaluates a player's team's puck possession on the ice. So you want to be fifty percent at least, right? So you don't want to be allowing more than than you're creating. Mm-hmm. And right now he's at 41% of players with 200 minutes played. That's the second worst number in the entire NHL. So at the same time, he's been, a, he's been a positive player. He's still creating goals, but there is something to be said about his game starting to tail off and being a third-line player. Minutes are down. I, I, it's not a cause for complete panic yet, but he's not the player he used to be. Could you, could you make the case that... So this wild team is in a pretty good position, maybe further along. I mean, it's it's only been what nineteen games or whatever, and so it's hard to say. 
okay, this team is for sure for real. I think you need to let this play out. But if this team is going to actually make the playoffs and maybe make some noise and win a playoff series, you're going to need a Zach Parisi, not as a first liner, but like you're not as a top six forward, but you're going to need a Zach Parisi buying in, engaged fully as what he should be, which is a third liner, right? Yeah. Do you think there's still some dissonance there with him? Like, do you think he thinks, no, I am, I am more than what I, I, I should be getting more than 13 minutes of ice time. I should be, you know? Yeah. So be, because we, we don't have access to, uh, you guys except through zoom when they are provided which is not on a regular basis it's very hard to answer that question right now because we don't see and talk to guys and get to sort of judge where they are coming at mentally so that's a difficult one my guess though is that this is hard but here's why here's why i think the nuclear option with parisi right now actually does work and long term would be the smart move because you have you have gone so far down the path of basically taking the nuclear option to that entire previous team that I want to leave no doubt about who leads this team now, who's in charge, who are the most important players. Because those guys, so if, if Parisi were still an, an important cog, like a key cog, and he can be a nice cog, but if he was still a top type player, it would be tough. But when you are abusing your ice time like that and basically saying, I'm going old school wild, which is what he said. He's, he's, he's like, you know what? This one's for you, Miko and Stalzy. This one's for you, Granny and Charlie. Yeah, let's take it. Let's take it to the man, Dean, in this case. We're going to show him. This is where I think you've gone so far down the path of the nuclear option being instituted already. That's why I think it possibly works here. Again, I don't think that they will. But I don't know how much respect there has to be given to a guy who clearly, to me, showed the team last night that he doesn't show that respect back to the team. The nuclear option, by the way, today on Mackie and Judd is brought to you by Whamatech. That's right. If you've got nuclear on your cell phone, what happens, Phil? Well, I mean, you can you can add up the parallels here. If you are listening or watching us, on a broken down phone, tablet, or laptop. Because you were so mad last night. You were so upset you threw that phone across the room. It could be that. Or it could even be like, you know, maybe your phone's not quite as good as it used to be. Mm. And it's oh, just. Oh, it's a third line phone. It's t- <laughs> it's a third line phone. I'm going to pinch it. The phone thinks it's still a top liner, but it's right. a third liner. It's the a penalty killer. I, I got enough battery life yeah. left. I got plenty of battery yeah. life left. PK Don't specialist. Worry. Well, maybe it's time to break down and get a new one. Whamatech is a trusted supplier of pre-owned cell phones, tablets, and laptops, and also new accessories. They source pre-owned devices directly and pass the savings on to you. They'll even buy your old device for cash before the trade deadline. Buy, sell, or trade in whatever you need. Plus, every device they sell is tech certified and comes with a warranty. Whamatech.com. That's W-A-M-A-T-E-K.com. That's Whamatech.com. Um, any, any final thoughts on old man Parisi? No, that's no. I just, I just want to. Twins Tuesday. I, I just want to reiterate that we have worked, and it's all of us, so long and hard to take apart this team that people loved. But I've got a Zucker jersey. I don't give a damn. We have called for changes because the culture, sorry, Patrick Royce, was so horse bleep, and we all knew it. And if you didn't, then you know what? Pay more attention next time. 
And we've gone so far down the path of getting this team on the right track. And Kaprizov is such a special talent. And Fiala has his faults, but he's also a special talent. That it guts me to watch a guy who is 74 years old decide that he is going to still control the game and in the process cost you two points against a really good team in a win that would have been a very exciting thing to talk about because he decided, yeah, to me this is till 2017-18, I'm just going to stay on the ice. That's my final thought. I love it. And you know what? If anybody out there right now is like, well, it's Zach Parisi, show more. You know, buzz off. Sometimes I will say, I will say, sometimes you get when, when, a, when a player isn't what they used to be, rather than giving them a little bit of grace and showing them some respect, you're just like out on that player. Yeah, that's true. When, uh, I, you know, twins players like well, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning is a great example. I mean, example. Peyton Manning is my prime example. He should have retired. Don't, don't, don't take the ring. Take retirement. Take I, dignity. I think you should take into context what that player has done for the team, for the sport, for the franchise in this case. Fair point. That I, I'm not, I'm not going to take a guy that has been a, one of, just lit, flat out one of the four best players in franchise history and just scratch him because I'm mad at him. But how long have we been talking, though, about him, Suter, and that, that – that's the thing. If this was a first time, you know what? It would bother me slightly. Yeah, I think I think like just to to sum to sum it all up, it's been a successful to some extent winning era of wild hockey under the Parisi Suter and previously Koivu uh, leadership or trust tree, if you will. Trust tree. But it's also been like those guys clearly weren't good enough to take the wild even to the doorstep of the Stanley Cup final. They never made it past the second round. And so it kind of felt like, and this has happened before with the Twins, and it's clearly happening with the Vikings. It's pretty much a Minnesota sports thing, except the Timberwolves just can't even make the playoffs in a league where mathematically it's harder to miss than make. We get so comfortable with, oh, things are pretty good, Mm -hmm. and even get haughty about how things are pretty good, rather than wanting things to be championship-level good. And I think the Suter, Parisi, and previously Koivu era is a great microcosm of things are pretty good around here. And we're gonna we're gonna keep it that way. We're gonna we're not gonna evolve. We're not going to empower young players. We're in, it, it's always sort of felt like those guys don't want to lose their perch, and so rather than building a culture that's accepting of all of the young players and even coaches to some extent, like I'm not saying that Mike Yo was gonna be the next great NHL coach, but I don't. In some cases, I don't think those guys even gave coaches a chance behind the scenes. They just thought, oh, this guy's an idiot, and I know better, right? Yes. And it'll be interesting yeah. to see if that dynamic, like to what degree that dynamic well, pops up here with Preezy Suter and Dean Evison. And, and Dean has done a solid job. I, I think he's done a lot of good things. I think he has been better at his job than I expected. All the credit to him. But this is really his first big test. Mm-hmm. Like this is his first big test. How do you How do you tell a guy you are a third line wing and that's your job? Your job is not to play hero hockey. Speaking of uh, first big test, boys. We're going to win, Twins. We're going to score. We're going to win, Twins. What's that baseball score? Uh, the Twins have had their first big test. They're undefeated in two spring training games. I believe they play Atlanta today yeah. at uh, noon central time. Yes. And Twins Tuesday is powered by the Score North app today. So get this. March is Score North's Pick Your Prize Month. So every day, starting on March 8th, next Monday, every day between March 8th and March 26th, one person 
who has the Score North app, every single day will win $100. We're going to just give you $100, and we'll tell you more in a second. That person who wins $100 every day will also be entered into a $10,000 pick-your-prize pack of grand prize from one of our nine partners. So here's how you can enter starting March 8th, every single day. You can open the Score North app. It's free to download on Apple and Android devices. You register, and you can enter the pick-your-prize contest through Listener Rewards in the app. Um, examples of $10,000 prize packs, for instance, at, let's see here, Minnesota Shower and Bath. They'll essentially redo your bathroom, a Kohler Luxstone shower. Um, Park Dental will give you Invisalign plus a trip to the Wisconsin Dells. Like, There's all kinds of cool things. You can find out more about them through the Score North app. Pick your prize. Now that we've had two Twins games to digest here, and uh, well, boy, it's nice to have baseball back with fans cheering. Haven't and- seen them yet, though. Well, Declan and I have to find ways at some point. Yeah. If this is going to linger into the regular season, like Declan and I have to find a way to uh, make this happen. Shout out to all the DMs I got uh, last night because my two main means to watch the WoW game were not working for me during the first period, and a flurry of Mackie and Judd and Scornor supporters were out here to to help out their favorite new EP. So thank God. Did the how can I say this without incriminating? <laughs> Did the usual go to? Uh-huh. Way did that ever come back? Or? Yes, it came back by the second. Period. Okay, sometimes it does that be, because the the <laughs> the normal way I watch the go to way is very very solid. This is that's been a first line center lead. Is that the one that the I the one that I yes. use too? Okay, yeah, I love that one. But the other platform. ones I had to use other I had this platform. So thank God. The thing I love about it is like there's no pop ups. Nope. I mean, why would there be? It's a legitimate site, right? Uh, and then they've got the alternate feed too, so you can if the first oh, one's not working, the, home the alternate road feed. feed or something like that. Sometimes you get a, well, you get you a Turkish what? language feed. I, you I've never been know. purposefully watching the opposing broadcast. The Vegas broadcast last night was great. You know what the very, problem very, is? Very refreshing. Fox Sports North has not telecast a Twins game yet, so yeah, it's gonna be. if you're blacked out or not, or you stream or not, don't matter. We don't get a game till Wednesday. Yep. So, so that's the uh, that's the hook here is that we haven't actually gotten to sit down and watch eighteen mm-hmm. innings, or I guess it would be what thirteen innings. So they played seven, and then the Rays just decided to play six. The Rays have just decided we're a six inning franchise now. Our this starting pitchers now. only go five. They, or six. they are making up. They are literally <laughs> making up the rules on length of game as they go. So instead of what have we learned? And by the way, uh, just as we did last year, and this hopefully will be a full season. We are your place, Mackie and Judd, for daily Twins discussions as soon as we can actually watch games on a regular basis. <laughs> daily Twins discussions. We break Twins games down like they are football games. No game is is uh, is going to escape our deep dive into the intricacies. So instead of breaking these two games down, which we weren't able to watch, what are some things, let's go around the room a couple times, some things that you are most curious about here now that we are into actual spring training games? Judd? Uh, I, I am most curious about, among other things, Josh Donaldson's actual playing time. Like, in the spring? I don't think he's played yet. Right? I don't think he's going to play much, Cruise. which, by the way, is absolutely fine. I'm not criticizing it. What I'm saying is um, it's imperative that they keep him healthy and it's imperative that he can play as much as possible as the season progresses, too. And and I am fairly certain that the approach with him is going to be very different than it was going into 2020. So I am really curious, not so much for spring training games, but I am really curious as we get into the start of the season, how much he plays, 
how they spot his playing time. Does he DH at times? Uh, because the one thing that you cannot afford to do is have him in on May 1st, right? Strain the calf again or something. And now it's going to be a season-long problem. I'm literally going to be it. This will be a reference that only Declan gets when Daniel Bryan came back from what was supposed to be career ending neck surgery and edge came back from career ending neck surgery. I couldn't watch a Daniel Bryan match without just cringing every time he got picked up and thrown around. That's Josh. That's how I am watching Josh Donaldson. Like every time he's going to come up to bat, every time a grounder is hit to him and he has to move to his left. The only thing I'm going to be thinking about is, oh, my God, did he pop his calf? Is he out for three months? Mm hmm. You know, like at what point are yeah. you not going to think that? Probably never. Never. And and I would worry that he's probably thinking about that on a regular basis, too. He volunteered up the, the fact that at his age, he has now changed how he's going to run, which to me is the worst thing possible. Again, I you can't I have covered so many stories where it's like I have adjusted what I do. And it's like, no, dude, this always ends badly. So. <laughs> So yeah, I'm going to take something that, keep him in there. I'm going to take something that has come as natural as yeah. breathing to me for 35 yeah. years, and I'm going to change it consciously on the fly. It doesn't usually work at that age. Okay, uh, something I'm going to be watching very closely, especially now that the Athletic is reporting that the Twins may actually not go down the service time uh, conservation path. Alex Kirilov's spring performance. He's only taken two at bats. I think he's zero for two with a strikeout, but. I'm going to be watching to see how well Alex Kirilov can hit the ball, can get on base, can play in the field, because I think if the Twins have any reason to look at his game and say, ooh, needs a couple more minutes in the uh, microwave, in the oven, just he's not not quite done yet, they have a ton of incentive to hold him down until like the third week in the season for service time reasons, so they can go from having six years of team control Mm -hmm. to a seventh year of team control. And the athletic and Dan Hayes are saying, actually, the twins are twins are maybe gonna maybe gonna not do that. Did you read the Falvey comments though? Yeah, they were very. I'm walking a tightrope here. Comments. Well, yeah, like because he's especially not, after the idiot Mariners CEO came yeah, out and basically yeah. made it impossible for teams to do this now. But my point is, like Hayes's piece to me came, came off with with the twins. With Dan asked the question, the twins are like, oh, don't assume that, Dan. Right, but <laughs> yeah. but. Like yeah. I, I would put my money right now on Kirloff being in St. Paul when the season starts, and I think for fifteen games, like in the grand scheme of things, is is Alex Kirloff if he misses the first three weeks because they're going to manipulate service time or because I'm sorry he's not quite ready. Oh, we saw a few things in his first step getting a jump on fly balls that need a little bit of his work. His work in, in the on deck circle sucked. <laughs> Like, the way he used the donut was all wrong. Yeah, he's, it gets a little wobbly. It needs to be a little more snug on the barrel of the bat. St. Paul's a good place to develop that. Yep. Um, I don't think it's going to derail your season if if you call him up and he and he's up from the third week all the way to the end and he plays well. And there's a chance that he just might not be ready, too. Like, he's young still. But if you think it's going to be a close division race and the White Sox are maybe a step in front of you and you don't have the expanded playoffs this season, you don't have the luxury of sort of backing your way into the eighth seed and still playing a playoff series. Like, you need to be one of the five best teams in the American League. Yep. If it costs you a game or two and you miss out at the end of the year, I mean, you can talk about that seventh year of service time all you want, but right now is a chance for the Twins to win a playoff game for the first time mm-hmm. since 2004. I, I think the the primary, if, if he is going to start the year here, I think the primary reason why is, is this. Common sense tells you that, that when... When they return to play at some point in time after they get a new agreement between the players and the league, 
common sense tells you that service time thing is going away. So you're going to probably correct try and manipulate something that's not going to be there. So I would probably, if I'm the twins, take a look at that and say, my guess is one of the first things that's going to be um, excised from the agreement that they currently have is that because it's one of the stupidest things in sports. They could. This is just me speculating, but it's possible they could come to an agreement starting with the next draft class and say everyone who's been drafted is under this system. Yeah. And everyone who will be drafted or signed as an international free agent is under this system. All right, Declan, what are you what are you on the lookout for? I'm on the lookout for Brent Rooker. So Rooker hit a bomb, I believe, yesterday in yesterday's game or the last time out. He does have a bomb for sure. He, and and he has some legit power, but he's also he's 26 years old. He'll be 27 in November. Like this dude, that's old for AAA and being a first round pick and a top prospect and he's been log jammed because yeah. it's not like he didn't he hasn't earned the right on the Twins roster because his play hasn't warranted it. It's because there's been a log jam of corner outfielders. You have Nelson Cruz at DH who can't play in the field. I'm just curious of all right, if he doesn't make the team cuz he's not going to get everyday at bats, that's fine. I guess I'd rather have him in St. Paul, and selfishly, I'd like to watch him in St. Paul. But at the end of the day, with your cheaper beers, with, with my $10 down, beers in the, the right field burn, totally enjoying life. I don't know if they're um, going to be $10. I think they might be cheaper than that, Dex. I, even better. Even better. Corona Hard Seltzer, I'll take that as well. Uh, I want to see what he can do, and I just don't want to be him being buried, buried in the minor leagues because he's. I think his bat can play. You saw a, a cup of coffee last year. He looked well in seven games then before, I believe, had a forearm injury uh, ruined his uh, season. I just want to see what this kid can do, and I just don't want to be buried in the minor leagues forever. Yeah, it is like 26, 27. It's time to go at some point. He's one of those players, too, that he's only going to – this is really going to be it for him because once he's once he gets out of this six years of team control system, he's going to be like 33. I think he's got the bat, though. I think the bat plays, right? I agree. The glove, the glove does not play, the but the bat there. plays. Yeah, and he, honestly, even if he can just come up and hit left-handed pitching for a while, there's 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 a use for Brent Rooker. There's no reason to start him off in the minor leagues. And it, in fact, if you have to start him off in the minor leagues, I think there's probably greater questions about whether he's actually yeah. a major league player. Period. Correct. So, um, anything else you guys are? Yeah, I've got in? one. I've I've got a nerd baseball geek thing that I think is going to be great fun to watch. Okay, and it, it's not a spring training thing, but it's going to uh, be uh, apparent day one when the season starts against the Brewers, right? Mm-hmm. In American Family Ballpark now, or something like that. Uh, like am, I, it's I am, hate this. Amfam Park. Amfam, I I hate this crap. Yep. Anyway, what's, um, what's, what's, Mil- we're changing the name of TCF Bank Stadium this year too, aren't they? They yeah. get bought out. Uh, yeah, they did. TCF but got bought. Yeah, yeah, they got yeah. bought by what a Detroit banking firm yeah, or something some like that. Bank. I have no so idea. Many stadiums. There's changing. a lot of changes co- coming on that campus, including the basketball coach. So, um, <laughs> the geek thing that I am. Excited to see on day one of the season is does the Angelton Simmons signing and the mm-hmm. Planco move to second cause less shifting? Wow, that is that's super Geeky. because nerdy because Donaldson. Well, here's wow. the thing: Donaldson doesn't like to shift. He'll do it, but he would prefer not to. And, and I believe in his one year with the Braves, if I'm not mistaken, they didn't shift a, a ton. Now they did last year with the Twins here, but if you have a shortstop who's as good. As this guy with the glove, do you need to shift as much? Because I always thought that they partially shifted a ton to help Polanco because he really truly was not you know that great at shortstop ever. So I think you'll see less shifting and more shading. Get those nerds! No! Get those nerds! 
That's how you can trick Josh Donaldson. You can say, oh, yeah, for sure. We got, we got Rangy, Anderson Simmons, Polanco is a better second baseman defensively than Arise. We're definitely not going to shift as much. We're just going to shade you guys. We're going to we're gonna shade you. Just okay, coach, thanks. Shade a little more. <laughs> Keep shading. Just say, a little yeah. bit more. Hey, I'm a shortstop right, now. Andleton, if we could just shade out in right field yeah, there. Just, you, just go out. Yeah, Josh, can you go to shallow right field? That's not shading. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I think so. Josh Donaldson has been adamant that in playoff baseball, teams tend to get they they tend to get a little bit too shift happy, and you're dealing with the hottest teams, the best hitters, and sometimes guys who are willing to in the regular season they're looking to hit a home run over everyone's heads, but in the postseason they might be looking because it's it's a win now game to just poke a ball down the left field line. That the the approach of hitters is going to be different. So I'm less concerned about. The 162 games of defensive strategy and more, all right, can the Twins figure out a way when they get to the playoffs to just be a little bit less robotic? Can and maybe you think win, about the situation maybe win a baseball more? game. Like maybe don't pull your starter who's on fire after 90 pitchers or whatever in the fifth inning. So there's your Twins Tuesday, boys. Spring training. We're gonna win, Twins. Yep. We're gonna score. We're gonna win, Twins. What's that baseball score? So is uh, is Bramer going to be doing all of the? Are they going to do like radio? Corey Provis yeah, and Dan Gladden? Uh, yeah, in, in fact, I, I think the first the first FSN game is going to be Wednesday at noon. I think against the Red Sox, and it's going to be a simulcast. Okay, but hmm. I don't care. I mean, I don't care if Bramer and Justin are back here in, in a studio. I don't care if they take the feed from CCO. I don't care what they do. Just show the damn games. Yeah, I yeah. Like, like I'm paying. That's the thing. Xfinity and Fox, I'm sticking with you, okay? You're still paying. These these jokers, they've bailed. They don't like your ass. I'm sticking with you, okay? When when is the Bally Sports North thing going to affect? I think it's supposed to rebrand in the spring at some point in time. It might be opening day of the I wonder if it's going to be opening day of the baseball season. They should do it in the middle of a spring training game. All of a sudden, you get back from the fifth inning break, and now it's like totally new branding. Bramer's playing poker. Bramer's got his like he's playing Vegas poker. He's shirt got, on. He's got sun, dark sunglasses <laughs> on. <laughs> he and Justin are playing poker. Every other word out of their mouth is some sort of gambling. But I st- I'm sticking with you. You know, show me some baseball games, okay? <laughs> um, I have a Larry David moment for you guys. Okay, if you want to hear before we get to Dex reviews, the Bachelor women's oh, tell all controversial. Or less. Last week we got some pushback on Dex. Well, I think a lot, of, wait, what? a lot of people push back that we. Did we like talk we... about The Bachelor at all on the show? Yeah, they got very upset and oh, told us to do that. a separate podcast. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, it was really, really short. It 60 seconds. And... I know. It's only 60 not... seconds. 60 seconds. Yeah. I'm not criticizing you. You complain about 60 seconds? I mean, <laughs> some people do, I guess. <laughs> we'll just let that one sit there for a second. Uh, yep. Okay. Yeah, all right. On to your point. moment. Okay. So um, as this is also sort of a show announcement, although I put this out on social media last week, a lot of people who are watching or listening to the show know that uh, my wife and I are moving to Seattle, Washington in about a week from now, and I'm going to be a transplant Minnesota sports fan. So nothing changes on the shows. The reason why we're not making a big deal out of this is because literally nothing. We don't want to confuse people. Mackie and Judd, Purple Daily, Score North, everything is going to be the same. As you can see, if you've been watching our YouTube channels, uh, a lot of our production is remote. During this pandemic, we have been forced and have also chosen to just do a lot of things differently production-wise. So nothing's going to change, but I bring it up because movers came to our place yesterday and I had a really uncomfortable Curb Your Enthusiasm, Larry David moment. Okay. So you guys, have you guys ever 
like worked with a moving company before. It's, yeah. it's it, usually it's they come in pairs of a couple pretty young guys or yep. gals or whatever. In this case, these two, two. By the way, these two guys were great. I won't say the name of the company. The company was great. I just don't want to. I don't sure. want it to be about the company. Yeah. But these two guys were probably in their early twenties. Couldn't have been much more than like twenty one, twenty two, and so they were. They were going about their business. They're taking boxes and they're doing their thing. And like five different times throughout the course of the morning, the lead guy comes up to me, socially distanced, and he says something along the lines of, how are we doing? Are we, are we doing a pretty good job? How, is there anything that we can do differently? And I'm like, oh, I mean, I don't know. You guys seem to be doing great. Just <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing Do what, what you're, you're doing, doing, right? Yeah. And part of me was thinking... <laughs> Are you? Is this your first move? Like, I, I don't know. You're the mover. Are you? Are you? Did you break anything? Have you broken anything yet? No. So I'm. You know, the first couple times it was, oh, he's just trying to take the temperature and see what's what's happening. And like four or five times he asked the question. And it's like, all right, okay. And I couldn't tell exactly what he was angling for. So we get toward the end, and like ninety percent of the stuff is in the moving truck. And we live in a we live in a building uh, that has a, a service elevator, and so they had like ten boxes piled up in the service elevator, and this was the last trip, and and they were just taking their little uh, lifter thing right, and yeah. they're bringing the boxes out, and there's about five boxes left, and he turns to me and he says, "So how are we doing? How are we doing? Pretty good job." And I'm like, "Yeah, let's let's finish it strong," and he goes, "Okay, cool, because uh, <laughs> if you think we're doing a pretty good job, just like gratuity is always appreciated." Oh, God. Oh. No. Oh no. Well, that's not the Larry David moment. Oh, how? But it's coming. So, <laughs> and of course, of course, like, yeah, I, I'm going to tip you. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it it goes without saying. It goes without saying. You shouldn't say it. Yes. Right. It goes without it saying. It should be into the fee that you're paying. Well, it should be that. Like, like I agree like, with that. Take True. the take the guesswork out of it. And it's not cheap to move things, especially no. when yeah. you're moving from Minneapolis that's, that's to That's why it Seattle. should be worked in. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, so it's. All right, wow. the unspoken has now been spoken. And I'm sure from if you put yourself in their shoes, a couple of young guys, they've probably had oblivious people stiff them before thinking, oh, it's like part of the yeah part. And I don't know, maybe they do get, I don't know how that works. But but it, at no point in my mind was I not going to tip them. Mm-hmm. And so my response was, oh, yeah, for sure. Like, you guys just just give me your Venmo or your PayPal account and I'll hit you guys up for sure. And he goes, Venmo or PayPal? I don't have Venmo or PayPal. And kind of like, kind of like looks disgusted at me. Like, yeah, I, I, don't, dare you. I, I don't have Venmo or PayPal. <laughs> and I said, and so now I'm kind of like, I'm thinking out loud now. And I said, okay, no Venmo or PayPal. And I said, well, I don't have any cash. And I, I said it out loud because yeah. I don't, ha- I didn't have any cash. And I'm just trying to like think through the ways that I could potentially give them a tip. Sure. And um, he goes, oh, Oof. And turns around. <laughs> and I was like, uh, what? <laughs> what? Oof? <laughs> Oof. <laughs> and real quick, because bad timing, Declan had to answer yeah. a hotline there. I want to repeat that one yeah, more time. I, I want to hear the punchline here. Okay. That, was, that was bad. Why is Pat calling in the middle of... The- because he cannot formulate a text message to just send to me. That's very easy Pat, to do. Pat, we're doing our show. show. Yes. He he'll will get be on you the- in a second. Well, he will be on the phone, by the way, because he's at the game at spring training. That's fine. So. It's That's fine. 
Anyway, so what? So, so, oh, so okay. Venmo, right. PayPal, so, he's so, disgusted. So, so I said, I said, oh, I'll just hit you up, Venmo or PayPal. Like, just yep. give me your, and he goes, I don't, I don't have Venmo or PayPal. Right. And I, and so out loud, I said, oh, I don't have any cash. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like out loud trying to solve the conundrum of, oh, do I have to go to an ATM? Is there some other way that like I can give these guys some money? Right. And when I said, I don't have any cash, he literally like his eyebrows go up and he turns around and he goes, oof, oof. And then walked out of the room and then walks away. So did he get a tip? So, well, before I get there, a couple of things. Now I'm kind of panicking like, oh, my God, like these guys just did like two and a half hours of work. They're young college kids. I don't have any cash. I've had cash in 11 months. Right. And I don't want to be a, a D and be and like, why don't I, you have a Venmo account? But you're like 22. How, much, what are you how doing? much cash were you going? Like, it seems to me that this would be a substantial tip, right? Well, so here's, I'll just tell you. So, Like, here's five bucks. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Thanks for moving me. So, so now I'm thinking, okay, so he's disappointed <laughs> that I, Wendy's. he's mad at me that I don't have cash. Yep. He also has like five or 10 boxes still to take out there. Oh boy. I don't want them to have any incentive. Not not that they would, but like, I don't want them to have any incentive to like maybe drop a box on accident because (laughs) you know, I don't have any money on me. Right. You're China broke, man. I'm sorry. And then I'm thinking like, okay, if it's a normal in the twin cities move, maybe the tip is like, I don't know, 20 or 40 bucks or something. Well, I mean, we're trusting this company to take stuff, not a ton of stuff or kind of minimalist, but like to take stuff across to Seattle. Right. So I want to give these guys a, like a hundred bucks each just to, yeah. you know, I don't want to leave any, I don't want these, they're young dudes. Uh, I don't want to leave any sort of bad taste in their mouths, but I don't have the cash. And so I like, I went into the office and I'm asking the, the woman at the front desk, do we have an ATM machine anywhere within walking distance? And I'm like, I think there's a bank like down the street over there somewhere. So I went up and I found a checkbook, like literally like I have one checkbook left oh my God. and there were two checks, blank checks in the checkbook. Two movers. And so I wrote out a check for each of them and brought it down. And I said, do you guys take checks? <laughs> Did they have any idea what check? They're, they're probably like, I've never seen a check before, dude. This dude looked at me when I brought a check down. He looked at me and he go, he literally like eyed me up and down. And he goes, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should I have been more prepared in that moment no, with but, cash? But why? No. But I don't know. I don't get this. If you go out to eat, right? Like you give a tip because it's like ten bucks or something, right? Mm-hmm. I don't under. I don't understand. Oh, light, light tipper. Yeah. I don't understand. Or, or twenty bucks. But the the fact is, a move halfway across the country to me should not be a situation where you would ever have enough cash. Agreed. To provide that tip, like I. But but what's the company thinking? Yeah, I, I feel like there should be like some sort of. You're leaving your guys on an island, and yeah, what if you decide to stiff them? I even, I think at one point I even said, "Is there a way for me to just like write out a tip digitally? Like, do you guys have my card and file?" Nope. What the? I just wanted cash. <laughs> like, all right. But like, are they gonna like abscound with your stuff? I and know. no, I think they're, I think they were happy. The, the mood was definitely more upbeat at the very end when they you're, saw that, oh, like he's yeah, not just giving us five bucks. Well, that's good. Giving us a, a hundred bucks You're each. Stuff right. might not Look make it Jeff to Jeff and Larry over here talking this one out, trying to figure out what the hell to do. I, I mean, <laughs> what, do we, what do we do? Yeah. I did the right thing. Yeah, of course you did the right thing. I, that, that's absurd. 
That's absolutely absurd. Now, I will tell you, one time, the <laughs> you guys ever use like 1-800-GOT-JUNK? Some of these yep. companies where you- My parents' house, I did, yeah. You pay them mm-hmm. to come take something yep. from you. I didn't tip those guys. Oh, okay. Are you supposed to tip those I guys? I tip those guys. Yep. I'm paying you to take something from me, I tipped and those I have to guys, tip you? And I gave them a, uh, 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 I had bottled root beer in the fridge, because it was like a super hot well, day. Well, that's, yeah, that's It was cool. like 100 oh, degrees. Here's a $5 bill and yeah. some Barks. Here's yeah. some 20 yeah, seriously. <laughs> in fact, take the whole thing of Barks and get out of here right now. God. I feel like tipping is becoming more difficult, because people don't carry cash. Do you tip your barber? Uh, I do, yeah. Um, you can, or, but or you can tip, can't you tip them on the receipt, or do you have to tip uh, them? Cash? I haven't gone to a barber. Well, in my place years. takes my my place takes only cash. Okay, so wow. I, I give Shady. my guy five bucks. I, I tip him on the card, but but my haircut's fifteen oh, or no I, eight eighteen, not, and my beard trim's five. I will so. not say how much I pay for. Him. You're like Don. You guys are ridiculous. I, it's the bougiest thing I do, and I don't care. Like I, I Don I, pays like. It's dude, like, you have a full. You have a daily face care routine. Yeah, I, I take good care. If I, I was just talking to my siblings on a Zoom chat on Saturday. My like number one legitimate fear is balding. It scares the hell out of me because if I lose the hair, okay, if I if I lose this the salad, I'm done. I'm out. I got nothing else working up here, but so you, I'm not like, going to lose it very soon. I feel like we may need to have some sort of like a like a hockey season. Declan, if he loses, I don't know what the bet is, but he has to Bald? shave his head. Type of a bet. Abs- never. You won't do it. Never. I had a buzz cut when I was like twelve. That was probably the last time I had. So, like, how much does your haircut cost? Just tell us. Well, my my gal's price goes up and up and up. Like the, okay, it, what, it's what's the, the last stylist. you paid for? What, what, what's the most you've paid for a haircut before tip? Seventy. Oh my god. <laughs> Seventy dollars. Oh my god. <laughs> Seventy. How's that working for you? Works great. I see her. And by the way, like what does I get she a haircut. do? I I hope your hair can walk okay, out of the barber the thing, by though. itself when here's you're the done. Thing. You, can, can for seventy dollars. If you if you don't have a bottle opener, can your hair crack that bottle for you? Because that's the only way I'm paying seventy yeah. bucks. I by mean, you way, only get a haircut five times a year, right? It's free right here. It, it's, 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 it's it's I get one every eight to ten weeks. That's about five to six times a year. So it's not that like I'd rather pay for the top quality. Of the haircut, if I'm only going to do this five or six times a year, I'd rather I'd rather fly with with a nicer airline than have to do a cheap airline. Yeah, I, I know what I'm getting. I definitely agree with the concept that there's some things you don't skimp on. There's no. some things you do. My guy's great, so I, love and I my bet guy. he is. I bet you have a great barber. He's real and, good. And He's my solid. stylist Katrina is is great. I will my guy's not a stylist. Okay, let's. Play. I will. Fo- yeah. I have a barber. I don't okay. have a stylist. I will follow her to the ends of the. Ain't ears. nobody styling this this hair. Yeah. Styling. I can see Judd. I want to see Judd, a little faux hawk yes. at some point. I had a nice haircut once. It I was boring. Yeah. Was it for like uh, 1500 ESPN Picture Day or something? It, I don't even remember, but it was very, very boring, and it will never happen again. It took too long. By the way, uh, Declan's, uh, Declan's Hair Adventures are brought to you by Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Now, as a business owner out there, how helpful would it be for you to have employee training at your fingertips, industry resources that can help your business, Reach another level of success. Well, that's why Federated Mutual Insurance Company recently launched MyShield, the online client destination for risk management resources. MyShield has resources to help your business with your risk management needs. If you're already a Federated Insurance client, well, what are you waiting for? Get registered today so you can jump on MyShield through federatedinsurance.com or download the app. If not, talk to your Federated marketing representative today. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. You ready for this, Declan? Yes, I am ready for this. All right. Uh, this is us about to play an outdated intro and Declan reviewing last night's women's tell-all episode of The Bachelor in 60 seconds or less. And now Phil Mackey updates Judd Zolgad 
on the latest happenings from The Bachelorette. All right. Declan gets 60 seconds. Last night, a lot of drama last night. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it was a, a diet level of drama. I don't think there's too much drama, in my opinion. Okay. I don't want to stomp on your touchdown sure, call sure. here, but there was one Absolutely. hilarious thing that we'll get to at okay. some point. Here we go. 60 seconds on the clock. All right. So it's the women's tell-all. Everyone comes back together. All the contestants have been eliminated. Now gather in a room, Judd. And then and eventually they bring Matt out. And it starts with Jasenia is still salty over MJ. But it seems like the women honestly flipped more on the MJ side because it seemed like MJ was the villain, but not this time. Um, all the other girls, too, for whatever reason, gang up on Katie. Katie's like my favorite na- that's not named Michelle. And I didn't understand why everyone was ganging up on her. She w- she stood up for everyone in the house. And then all of a sudden at the tell-all, people were just uh, throwing crap at her. But bravo for Katie. She held her ground, okay? Piper and Serena C were coming after her, and I applauded. Uh, Victoria, still the worst human being of all time. Uh, I don't know if she is a producer plant, but she asks, are you an emotional person? No, Victoria. People just have brains and hearts, and they know how to use them, and you're just a terrible human being. Uh, Serena P. still has regrets over saying goodbye to Matt. Matt comes back out and addresses the ladies for the first time with his James Harden look. And he does realize that even though him Serena P. had a difficult goodbye, it was the right decision to part ways. Nice job. Nice Thank job. You. It's great stuff there. Thank you. A lot of drama. Yeah, Serena P. is the one, Judd, that broke up with Matt unprecedented uh, yeah. last week. And uh, she's, yeah, yeah, I think she feels like long term he isn't her person, but maybe she regrets the way that it played out. The best part of the episode last night is Chris Harrison has found himself in some hot water for supporting racist Rachel over the last couple weeks. Yes. And uh, they had to put a disclaimer on the screen that this episode was pre-taped on February 4th. Just as Chris Harrison comes out at the beginning of the Bachelor Tell All. So if you're Hello, everyone, be I'm Chris Harrison. He's there. You and now know. Across the screen says this episode was previously <laughs> recorded on February 4th. Yeah, it's pretty awkward. <laughs> very, very awkward. So that is your Bachelor update. Dex reviews. So what's next? The Bachelor. So we got uh, the final. We got the fantasy suite. Fantasy suites next week. Is that it, or is there another one after well, that? Sometimes it is it. Yeah. But ordinarily, it's fantasy suite week with three of them, and fantasy suite week means. One by one, he gets to spend the night with each the one. The Edina girl's still there? Yes, oh, Michelle's yeah. there. Michelle, okay. I think she's the favorite. I think she's the favorite. I'm, big, I'm a big fan of where Michelle's headed here. Phil doesn't know if he agrees with you. That's I think fine. she's. I think she's of, I think. I think her and Rachel. I think her and Rachel are Ugh. in the mix there. I will say, I don't want to spoil anything. I don't know what happens. Yep. But it feels a little fishy that Chris Harrison and other members of Bachelor Nation were so adamantly trying to protect racist Rachel. Almost like they knew that she had won the show and were trying to, like, listen, she's great. I like it. That's a good theory. Just saying. Why would you protect her if you knew that she didn't win the show? Mm -hmm. If you're Chris Harrison. Just going to throw that out there. No. Good point. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is a great that, that's Zolganian and conspiracy theory. Let's look at like that. It. We cover we cover wild twins. We cover Larry David moving in life moments, and we cover the Bachelor. I don't know what else you want. Yeah, are you not entertained? I can't believe. Are you, you not write, entertained? I can't believe you had to write checks out. <laughs> checks, my last two checks ever. I was I, I would do I was so nervous like ripping the check out of the checkbook that I was going to rip right. it in half too and like not having writing a checks check. this, is so weird. Now this month is the first month I've been in my building for four years now. This is the first month we're finally doing online payments. What? I've been doing checks up until I've I've been using checks and I'm almost out because I I bought I got a thing of checks in J- July of 2017 wow. when I moved in and I'm almost out and now finally in pay. 2021 we can pay online which I'm very thankful Dude, for. Wouldn't that be a pain in the ass if you're oh, a landlord? I don't want all, I don't want like a hundred checks coming and in also, every month. Like I'm pretty. I'll be honest. 
I have, I'm pretty decent with like my money and my finances, but like it's it's a pain in the ass when like it's been a week past rent and you're still like that. There's a chunk of money still sitting in your checking account that like you have to do the math. To and you're the, buying booze, and I'm buying and like you're trying to buy to the liquor stores, the and, liquor store out of all its oh, uh, Corona God. Hard Seltzers. Yes, Man. yes. And then you got to factor in that pesky little check you wrote for yeah. your to live for your landlord. Yeah, mm. what a show. I can't. I can't believe that your your young mover guys were like that weird about it. It was uncomfortable. I bet it was wild. Well, the whole thing about the whole thing about trying to like the, set you up. The noise. To, the noise at the end too. The uh, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Uh. <laughs> like, what if you had just said, you know what? Screw it. You're not getting a tip. Yeah, then they probably stab every box and pee on them. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Did did you really like the stuff? Uh, I mean, we because we, if we, it's we, insured and they it is insured. Okay, well then you know That's what? You, then you got to then if it gets lost or destroyed, you got insurance money coming. It's, it's full on, and we did have a discussion. You know, if this truck on the way like went off the side it of blows, a mountain, let's just say it blows up, would we be okay? Yeah. Okay. We'll be okay. Like, so, so is it just like a bed and an internet router right now in your apartment and that's it? It's an air mattress, an internet router, our cat Tommy, yep. and four suitcases. Oh, you didn't have Tommy so, up? And then... <laughs> I just take the cat, too. <laughs> we drove when I was... Uh, no tip. When I was just out of college, my mom, who had been divorced from my dad for over a, a decade and a half, but they were still friends... When my dad moved to Arizona, his cat Norman, like he's the he's the type of cat you cannot bring on a plane. Like, Great you name look for a cat, Norman Rockwell. Norman, yep. Have so to sedate the cat. We we actually drove Norman thirty hours <laughs> down to Arizona, straight through. We just drove it. You my drove? mom and I drove Norman all the way down. Norman. So this will be the mom? second time that we've drove. drove Karate a cat kid like man. Yeah. Karate kid driving across the country. Yep. Very exciting. That was my Daniel Larusso moment. Yeah. Way to go. <laughs> So anyhow, all right, thanks for hanging out with us on Mackie and Judd today. Tomorrow, write that down, predictions, and an accountability session. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone.